While at the 2017 IndieWeb Summit, I sat down with some of the participants to ask, why did you get involved with the IndieWeb? My name is Josh Duran, and uh, I have jduran.org, which I use for IndieAuth, and metamage.com, which is my primary site at this moment. I heard about IndieWeb when I was attending Open Source Bridge, and I met Tontek, and he told me to come by, and so that was my first taste of it. And then I also went to the Homebrew Website Club at Mozilla in San Francisco, and I was definitely interested in what was going on. Uh, I'm a software freedom advocate, so I, and I'm interested in people owning their technology and not being owned by it. So I definitely appreciated that aspect of it. Though I'm not personally that active in web development, I didn't get too uh, far into it. Now that I'm more interested in presenting things on the web, I've started working on a design for an abuse-resistant communication system. And clearly, in order to get any uptake, that's going to have to interoperate with other things. And it looks like uh, IndieWeb is a good way to uh, start with that. Perfect. Thank you. Hello and welcome to This Week in the IndieWeb Audio Edition for the week of September 9th through 15th, 2017. This Week in the IndieWeb is a weekly digest of activities in the IndieWeb community at IndieWeb.org. It contains recent and upcoming events, posts from Indie News, and a summary of wiki edits. This Week in the IndieWeb is sent out on Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, with this audio edition appearing the following day. You can find the web edition of This Week in the IndieWeb, including all links and an archive of all past editions, at IndieWeb.org slash this-week. Events Homebrew Website Club is a bi-weekly meetup of people passionate about or interested in creating, improving, building, and designing their own website. Most meetings take place every other Wednesday from 6.30pm to 7.30pm, with an optional quiet writing hour from 5.30pm to 6.30pm beforehand. Homebrew Website Club met on September 13th in Nuremberg and Portland. You can find photos from the events in the newsletter. The next regularly scheduled Homebrew Website Club meeting is September 20th with Brighton, Baltimore, Frederick, San Francisco, and a virtual Homebrew Website Club at Central European Time confirmed so far. Homebrew Website Club Berlin will meet one day later on September 21st. If you're an organizer, please remember to update the wiki with information about your venue, times, and how to RSVP. And remember, you can always find info about the next upcoming Homebrew Website Club meetups at IndieWeb.org next-hwc. Interested in starting a Homebrew Website Club in your city? It can be as simple as grabbing a friend and heading to your favorite coffee shop, bar, living room, or any other meeting place. You can find plenty of information about Homebrew Website Club, including tips for how to organize your own, at IndieWeb.org HWC. IndieWeb community member Keith J. Grant will give a talk titled The Decentralized Social Web at the Connect Tech Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on September 22nd. Registration is open for IndieWebCamp NYC, which will take place at Dahlberg Global Development Advisors in New York City on September 30th and October 1st. Learn more and register now at 2017.indieweb.org nyc. Registration is open for IndieWebCamp Berlin, which will take place November 4th and 5th at Contentful GmbH in Berlin, Germany. Learn more and register now at indieweb.org 2017 Berlin. All IndieWeb events follow the IndieWeb Code of Conduct, which can be found at indieweb.org coc. 
and all indie web events are volunteer run, so if you are interested in helping organize, getting the word out, finding sponsors, and more, let us know in the chat at chat.indieweb.org. Here's a brief summary of posts collected this week by Indie News, a community-curated list of articles relevant to the indie web. You can read more or submit posts of your own at news.indieweb.org. Eddie Hinkle at eddiehinkle.com published a note to his site about beginning to use the Woodwind Reader, an indie web-friendly reader that allows posting likes, reposts, and replies directly back to one's own website, available at woodwind.xyz. And now, a selection of this week's updates from the IndieWeb Wiki at IndieWeb.org. New Community Members A new user page was created for Renee M. at renem.net. Renee is a part-time blogger based in Bavaria, Germany, generally blogging about running and other fitness sports, as well as all things tech that he likes. He's currently IndieWebifying his static blog based on Hugo. If you haven't already, now is a good time to create your own user page. It's a great way to introduce yourself to the IndieWeb community and to collect the things that you are working on or want to work on for your personal website. For more details, visit IndieWeb.org wikifying. Community and Concepts A new page has been created at 2017-Dortmund-Notes detailing the events at the IndieWeb tent at Campfire Festival for Journalists on September 8th and 9th. Despite bad weather and planning confusion, some interesting discussions took place. The post about the IndieWeb page was updated with a link to a post by Michael McAllister at metaverse.wordpress.com titled Decentralized Web Part 3 – Join the IndieWeb. In it, McAllister describes the IndieWeb as, quote, a way to get used to the idea that the web should belong to you, and that IndieWeb serves as a bridge to what he calls the decentralized web, which will require different software and ways to connect. Posts about the IndieWeb was also updated with a link to a May 2017 post by Matthias Ott at MatthiasOtte.com titled, Going Indie, Step 2, Reclaiming Content. In it, Ott details the loss of control that comes with publishing to silos like Google and Facebook, and encourages readers to create their own websites as a declaration of independence. The to-do page has been updated with two topics that merit some blogging from the IndieWeb community. First, it was noted that it's been two years since Internet Archive creator Brewster Kale published his Locking the Web Open post. Additionally, there are many indie web projects and protocols that are worth posting about in the context of the recent Decentralized Web case study from MIT. The Longevity page was updated with a link to a June 9th post by Brewster Kale at brewster.kale.org titled Collector or Digital Librarian. In it, Kale describes himself as a digital librarian who cares about metadata, sometimes even more than data. In the context of the Internet Archive's new Great 78 project to digitize collections of 78 RPM records, this means preserving information about which albums were in whose collections, as those choices are worth remembering and passing on. Services and Organizations The Google page was updated with a link to a September 12th post on thenextweb.com detailing a major outage affecting Gmail, Google Maps, and YouTube, among other services. The Facebook page was updated with a link to a post by Brad Frost at bradfrost.com titled Facebook, You Needy Son of a Bitch. 
In it, Frost documents the increasingly desperate-sounding notification messages and emails that he received from Facebook after removing the app from his device, and laments, quote, The tricks, hooks, and tactics Facebook uses to keep people coming back have gotten more aggressive and explicit, and I feel that takes away from the actual value that the platform provides. The Why Web Sign-In page was updated with a link to an episode of the Note to Self podcast entitled Escape from Yahoo. One of the main reasons Yahoo users cited for being unable to leave the platform was that they used their Yahoo email address as their identity for many other sites on the web. Speaking of Yahoo, a new page was created for Yahoo Mail, the email service provided by Yahoo. The page details some ways to extract email archives from the platform, given that Yahoo provides no official means of export. The Discus page was updated with a link to a post by Patrick Lee on Medium.com entitled Beware of Discus. In it, Lee describes an issue where the comment hosting service would make over 1,000 requests in a minute, loading megabytes of useless data. The post includes a response from Discus blaming the issue on bad content from one of the advertisers that use the platform. Indie Web Development Finally this week, the Caddy page was updated with a link to an announcement on the project's blog detailing a new license for official binaries of the HTTP server. Under the new terms, pre-compiled binaries of the non-commercial version of Caddy would serve an extra HTTP header thanking the corporate sponsors of Caddy. The announcement was met with backlash, and the project has since announced that they will remove this feature. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening. This English version of This Week in the Indie Web Audio Edition was read and produced by Marty McGuire. If you have suggestions for improving this audio edition of the newsletter, please feel free to contact Marty in the Indie Web chat. This Week in the Indie Web and the Indie News services are provided by Aaron Parecki. Music for this episode included the tracks Day 85, Suit, Day 48, Glitch, Day 49, Floating, Day 9, and Day 11 of Aaron Parecki's 100 Days of Music project. Find out more at 100.aaronparecki.com. Learn more about the IndieWeb at IndieWeb.org, and join the discussion via Slack, IRC, or the web at chat.indieweb.org. 